Good morning. Well, Pastor Joey is, he had flown to Albania like three days ago, and um, he ministered in the school that week, or the few days, and then he ministered at church this morning, so it's like eight hours ahead there. So then this evening, like right now, he's flying home. So his evening, he's flying home. It's amazing the grace, though, that's there. Like, I mean, you know, I can feel uh, just, you know, I, I guess I could say the weight of his absence, but at the same time, I can feel the grace of God's presence. It's so, you know, uh, I just have to lean more into the grace and think more about the grace than, um, than my oxygen tank. I was like, I, I feel bad because I feel like you're my oxygen tank. There's something wrong with that. <laughs> so I'm learning to breathe without Pastor Joey right there. He's amazing, just such a rock and, and always just such a voice of wisdom in my life and a strength. So anyways, I'm glad he's coming home and he's such a joy. You know, I tell y'all, he makes me laugh every single day. So somebody better make me laugh today because <laughs> I'm just kidding. All right, well, um, let's pray. Father, I love you. We love you. We gather together because we're hungry for more of you. We're hungry for your word. We're hungry for your presence. And we thank you for uh, teaching us to be still, teaching us to be aware of, of your presence and, and, and um, of your goodness and of your care, of your tender mercy. And right now, just individually in your heart, just express your gratitude to him for his care for you and his love for you and and the wonderful way that he delivered you and rescued you and redeemed you and washed you hallelujah hallelujah we thank you you're so gracious you're so precious and and we bring glory to your name our our hearts our desire our intent, our purpose in life is to bring glory to you, King Jesus. And so we thank you that you're teaching us and training us, Holy Spirit, in everything that we say and everything that we do, every relationship, every way that we interact with our uh, fellow brother and sister. We ask that you teach us, that you train us to uh, be Christians in every aspect, in every endeavor, in every opportunity we bring love and care and harmony to the table and so we thank you for helping us in Jesus name amen he's glorified when we bring harmony amen when we bring love when we bring mercy and compassion and care to one another amen are you are you purposefully intentionally uh, bringing glory to God every day thinking about how can I bring glory to God I mean, we have to think about that, right? And just uh, sit back and, and ask him, help me, Holy Spirit, to bring glory to the Father today. Not just being busy and, and, and running here and doing this. And, and you know, you might not bring uh, disdain or you may not like be hateful or harmful to someone, but to really, truly, on purpose, bring glory to him. And just when we, I mean, in, in our own selves, quiet the enemy, when we expose the lies and the deceptions of the enemy, we talked on Sunday about how Eve listened to the serpent. And, and what did we read? That uh, powerful statement. Statement and it said the woman was very convinced. Where was that? 
just says the woman was convinced. And so we talked about being convinced of lies, being convinced of deceptions and, and things that the enemy will use as what? A doorway into our lives and heeding and bringing caution to that and, and literally uh, praying for the light of the gospel of our Lord Jesus to be shed upon those things because I'm telling you what, when the light comes, I mean, if there's a mess there, you can clean it up. And if there's just a shadow and it was just all a lie and a fabrication, then that fear is gone. The attempt of the enemy to gain access is gone in an instant when light comes. And light comes where? From Jesus. Light comes when we read the word of God. And so intentionally, on purpose, I have to bring the light. We intentionally, on purpose, pay our light bill, don't we? Why? Because we like the light, right? We don't want to live in the darkness. We don't want to live in the cold. We want to be able to see. We want the light. We, on purpose, make that a priority in our life. You know, we were very poor growing up, but I remember our friends always, like, sometimes their lights would be off and sometimes their lights would be on, and it was just like, like, that was kind of foreign to us because we didn't really get our lights turned off or our water turned off, you know? I mean, my dad had a good job at and was able to keep our utilities on. But I remember just thinking that like how people um, would endeavor to keep their lights on, you know? And I'm sure we've all experienced that to some degree in our life, like, you know, um, just being able to um, keep that as a priority. It's a priority. In the spiritual realm, it must be a priority. It must be like, I mean, you don't do anything before you pay your light bill, right? Your, your electric bill, so that you can have heat and warmth and warm water, right? We, we make those things a priority. In the natural, we have to have water. This is our water. This is our cleansing. This is our purifying. This is the light that shines so that darkness doesn't overtake us and deceive us. And then we're like, uh, you know, just in this uh, realm of mentality that is so deceived, that is so self-pitied uh, and so distraught that we are not reaching for anybody. We're just patting ourselves. We're just trying to comfort ourselves. We're just trying to tend to everything we can tend to ourselves about. Why? Because we're sitting in the darkness. We're sitting in the cold. We're not nourished. We're not well uh, developed, come on, so to speak, spiritually. And we got to shake out of that. We got to rise up out of that and recognize I've been given authority over everything that creeps over every creep come on over every creeping thing i've been given authority and satan you are not going to dominate me you are not going to bring lies and deception and fear and torment and depression into my world and watch me sit and and just toil with it you're not going to see me sit and and just play with the stuff that you gave me no that's disgusting if somebody came up and handed your baby like a little toy you no 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 he can't have that he'll put it in his mouth please don't give him anything please don't touch my baby's hands right because they're gonna they're gonna put it in their mouth right and, and I'm telling you what we just sit there with the stuff that the day I know I know she really hurt my feelings she just broke my heart he left me he just left me broken and empty and and I just loved him 
Rise up out of that. You've been given authority. You've got to take dominion. You've got to say, I'll not be convinced of any lie from the pit of hell, but I plead the blood of Jesus. That light is shed right here and right now, and I break your power. I break this darkness over my marriage. I break this shadow that's trying to condemn and criticize and, and hold me in bondage because I'm free. Come on. Why are Christians sitting in chains? You just want to go up there and be like, hey, you got the key right there. I can't unlock you, but you can. I can't break you out, but you can. Jesus has given you dominion. Glory over everything that is darkness. So learn to expose the darkness. When there's lack in your finances, don't just sit and worry and, and fret. Don't breed the fear. Take dominion. I've been given authority over lack. Jesus became poor so that I don't have to. I expose you, spirit of poverty, and I break your power over my life right now in Jesus' name. I'll not sit by and watch you devour my days, but I'm going to live my days fruitfully. I'm going to live my days full. Come on. When it comes to sickness, when it comes to mental anxiety, whatever the chain, when it comes to sin, come on. Men are tormented all over this nation, all over this world with pornography and self-condemnation, and they just need to break the power of the devil because he's the one who's bringing the torments. And then he says, shame on you, you dirty, rotten scoundrel. He's the liar, he's the creep, and you've been given authority over every creep, amen? Over everything that attempts to threaten your life. Come on, like Paul, you just shake it off, and people are gonna watch. I bet he's gonna fall again. Let's watch, he's just about to fall. I I guarantee you, he's a murderer, he's gonna fall out. He's full of sin, but Jesus sees you. Jesus cleansed you. Jesus washed you. Come on. He sees you by faith. He knows you're going to keep standing, and it doesn't matter what creeping thing bit and, and latched hold of you, but when you shook that off, when you took that authority, come on. Paul didn't be like, oh, oh, guys, I need some help. Hey, I, gotta, I need some help. No, he has just kept on about his business. And they watched him with an awe and a wonder. Do you think that he brought glory to God? Yes, of course, we know that he did. We know that he did. Because he walked in that authority, he brought glory to God. Woo! I want to walk in authority so that people look at me and say, Whoa, I saw you. I saw you in the poverty. I saw you when you were dirty. Turn with me to Colossians 3. Did we turn there? Since you have been raised to new life with Christ, set your sights on the realities of heaven where Christ sits at God's right hand in the place of honor. Let heaven fill your thoughts. Do not think only about things here on the earth. For you died, we're reading in Colossians 3, 1 through 10. Verse three, for when you died, when, for you died when Christ died, and your real life is hidden with Christ in God. And when Christ, 
who is your real life is revealed to the whole world, you will share in all his glory. So put to death the sinful earthly things lurking within you. Come on, you put to death those things lurking within you. Did you know fear is a sin? Did you know that uh, just lying in torment and depression and oppression, that is a sin because anything that is not of faith is sin. Now you're not condemned in your sin. No one's condemning you here today. But I'm saying, that's a sin. And, and, and the reason I'm acknowledging that as sin is because the blood of Jesus broke the power of that sin to abide in you. That's not a sin against you. That's not a mark against you. It's sin. And sin has been destroyed in Christ. Amen? So start to expose things and, and to become aware of things that are lurking within you that are not godly, that are not uh, of of the freedom, come on, and the power that's been granted to you and expose those things. Just this morning, I was just a exposing the devil in my mind. You liar, you're a liar, and I know you're a liar, so shut up. Like, I just talked to him. Just talk to the devil. I mean, you don't want to be devil-minded and focused on the devil, but when a thought comes, and I know it's not my thought, I just say, I rebuke you. I bind you, devil. And any part of that thought that's mine, Father, I thank you that you forgive me and you release every sin. You release me and free from, free from every sin and bondage that would try to entangle me. But I expose the devil and I command you to leave me alone. Whatever. Fear, oppression, weights, cares, the worries of this life. Come on. Those are sin. Those are bondages. Those are intended to press upon you and wait you from running your race and your purpose. Come on. Say, God has a purpose for me. God has a purpose. He has distributed gifts to me. Come on. He needs me to use them. He needs me to use them. Have you ever, you know, distributed something? And then people didn't use it. That's like Pastor Mark says, you know, you can have a book for free, but may a thousand fleas from a camel infest you, whatever, if you don't read it. Because why? Because he's distributing, but he wants you to use it. How much more? The spiritual gift of God that's inside you that God needs you to use, and we're all tangled in sin, and not like you're going out being this gross sinner, but we yet get tangled in sin as a Christian, full of the Holy Ghost, full of power and authority, yet we have this burden, this weight, this darkness that will come and just abide with us and we just kind of sit with it. And we just kind of point our fingers at other people. And we just kind of run away from the place that could be the bearer of light to our situation. Do you think the enemy is at play in any of that? Of course, he's coming to, to bring that uh, deception to say, come on, just get, you don't want to be here. Let's get out of here. You don't got to be here. You're better than them. You're better than this. And he'll make you run. You, you don't need this marriage. This marriage has been nothing but trouble. This, you don't have to stay here. He's a liar. He's a deceiver. He's just trying to get you to the, the brown grass that the, that the mirage was showing was green. 
and he's such a deceiver, he's such a liar, he's such a thief, but we've been given authority. Say, I, I have been given authority. And I walk in that authority in Jesus' name. I plead the blood of Jesus over every sin that would try to entangle me, every spirit of fence, every spirit of self-pity. Come on, because the devil is a liar and he's a thief, but he doesn't just want to come and take your book. He doesn't want to just come and take your husband. He's coming to destroy you. Come on, he goes further and sin goes further than you ever intended for it to go. So one day in the bed with the lights down and you just don't really, just really can't do it. I'm just so mad at that person. Come on, every spirit in hell has come to fellowship with you and to party with you. I don't want a pity party. I don't want a pouting party. I'm going to go out into the light. I'm just going to get dressed and go to United if that's all I can find to do. Just to see somebody. Just to hug somebody. I don't need someone to hug my neck. I'm going to go find someone's neck to hug. Because God is the provider of my neck hugger. No one else is. Not your spouse. Not your preacher. Not your mama. Not your friend. God is the provider of everything that I have need of. And when I take my eyes and I put them on you, I'm going to be disappointed because you are a human being and you'll fail me and you'll leave me and you'll not be able to supply what I need. But God, he is more than enough. He is more than able. Come on. And he uses people. I'm not saying he's going to come and just hug us. He uses people, but that's his directing. That's his leading. That's his supply. And next thing you know, you're just like, I am loved. I got people all around me caring for me who really care for me. God sent those people to you. God did that, right? Amen. Okay. For you died when Christ died, and your real life is hidden in Christ, in God, with Christ and God. And when Christ, who is your real life, is revealed to the whole world, you will share in all his glory. So put to death the sinful, earthly things lurking within you, and have nothing to do with sexual sin, impurity, lust, and shameful desires. Don't be greedy for the things of this life, for that is idolatry. God's excuse me, terrible anger will come upon those who do such things. You used to do them when your life was still part of the world. But now it's time to get rid of the rage, the anger, the malice, the malicious behavior, slander, and dirty language. Don't lie to each other, for you have stripped off the old evil nature and all its wicked deeds. In, in its place, you have clothed yourself with a brand new nature that is continually being renewed as you learn more and more about Christ, whose nature is within you. So good. We're living a new life in Christ, purposefully, intentionally pushing back the darkness and allowing the light to flood in and shine upon us. Amen. Let's look in 2 Corinthians 5, verse 14. 
Whatever we do, it is because Christ's love controls us. Since we believe that Christ died for everyone, we also believe that we have all died to the old life we used to live. Y'all are like, we ain't going out to the bar. We ain't going partying, drinking, dancing, you know, chewing, smoking, whatever. The crazy life that we all envision, right? No, it's the evil darkness that's lurking with inside of us spirit-filled, born-again Christians that we have to take authority over and dominion and stop being condemned, stop being weighted with guilt and shame that Jesus bore. Come on. He paid a wonderful price. We're not going to do that, right? If I buy something, I'll be like, Katie, I already paid for your food. I'm leaving, but I already paid for y'all. So Jesus informed us, I've already paid for you. Please don't pay that. Please don't pay again. We're not gonna, we're not blessing the devil here. We're not giving him that. We paid our due and now let's leave. Let's walk out of this. Let's rise up out of this filth and sin and junk. When we stand up and we know the bill's been paid, we just walk out with authority. As Christians, we just have to walk in that authority, that confidence to know the price has been paid for me. I know you're trying to make me feel guilty and ashamed right now, but the price has already been paid for me, so I'm leaving. I'm not staying here to fellowship in your mess, in your junk, right? And you might have to do that like 79 times a day until you grow some will grow and will grow read your bible and pray every day and you'll grow 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 and you'll grow 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 come on we're all growing we should we're not ashamed of growing surely you don't feel embarrassed of growing we're all growing we're all developing right and 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 it's pride to not be okay with growing and with being in a place that needs growth because we all need growth. Do you think the kindergartner feels ashamed that he doesn't know his alphabet? No, he doesn't. He's just like A, B, C, D, L, O, Z, Q, R, P, and D, Q, Z. I said it! He's happy, right? Because he's learning and he's growing, right? And as Christians, we got to celebrate what God has done for us. Thank him for what he's done for us. Uh, have a mental awareness of where he brought us from and with no shame of our journey ahead. No shame of the progress that we still lack. Come on, if you're losing weight and, and you uh, lose some weight, but then you feel ashamed that you still have a, you're going to have a hard time continuing on your weight loss journey. You got to celebrate your victories. You got to be aware and know as Christians, you got to be aware and know I'm growing, but I'm in Christ. I'm in a good growing place and I'm growing and I'm okay with that. And yes, I'm human. And yes, I'm going to fall. And yes, I'm going to sin. And yes, people are going to know about it. And I, I'm okay with that because Jesus paid the price for me. Amen. 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 Okay. Cause he is like, well, I don't know why you're sick. You shouldn't be dealing with this. You should be triumphant. Where's your faith? He's a liar. You're a liar. Jesus paid the price for me. I'm not taking that. I'm not receiving that lie. You're trying to come and just tangle me with one more rope and thread and just tangle me up. 
No, get off me, devil. Shake it off. I mean, see yourself like pop, shaking it off. I need some sticks, because I got to build a fire. Come on, build a fire within me, Father. Let me burn for you. I'm gathering the sticks, and if something attacks me, get, get off, boy. I'm trying to work. I'm trying to get some stuff done for Jesus. Stop messing with me, devil. And I mean, just like that. You don't got to sit and chat with him all day. You just tell him, get away from me, you lousy creep. I've been given authority, right? Okay, whatever we do is because Christ's love controls us. Since we believe that Christ died for everyone, we also believe that we have all died to the old life that we used to live. We died for everyone so that those who receive his new life will no longer live to please themselves. Instead, we will live to please Christ. Say, I want to please you. I want to honor you the one who died and was raised for us. So we have stopped evaluating others by what the world thinks about them. Once I mistakenly evaluated Christ about what the world thought about him. That's basically what it's saying, right? Don't evaluate others. Don't evaluate yourself. Don't evaluate Christ. Once I mistakenly thought of Christ that way, as though he were merely a human being, how differently I think about him now. What this means is that those who become Christians become new persons. They are not the same anymore. Say, I'm not the same anymore. I mean, you might have been that same at your house and acting like that, but just say it every day. I'm not the same anymore. I'm changing. Don't declare your weakness and your downfall, your shortcoming. Declare the word of God. You have what you say. Come on. Say how differently I think about him now. What this means is those who become Christians become new persons. They are not the same anymore. For the old life is gone and a new life has begun. If you need a new life, say, I thank you, Father. A new life has begun in me. A new way of thinking has begun in me right now in Jesus' name. A new way of bodily uh, health has begun right now in me. Amen? Decreeing and declaring the faith of God that has been uh, so richly paid for you. Amen? Say it wasn't a light price. It wasn't a cheap price. It was a great price. Come on, a new life has begun. And Isaiah, behold, I'll do a new thing. Will you not see it? It shall spring forth. Come on, like rivers in the desert. We, we got to say, God, I could, I don't see how you could possibly do it. But if you could bring rivers and waters in the desert for the jackals, I know that you're springing forth right here, right now for me. And the devil is attacking me right here on this front. And I decree that I walk in victory. I'll not fall and falter under the weight of this sin. Amen. And call it a sin. We want to be like, oh, I just, you know, suffer with this and this. And, and the medical team will give you a, a term for that and, and, you know, even, you know, help you with it. No, just say, okay, that's fine. I'll listen to medical advice. But this is sin, and it will not have dominion over me. This is sin, and I will not walk here. Amen? Because the devil wants to put little petals around it and make it like your little daisy. No, it's sin, and I have been given authority over all sin. Amen? Dominion, to walk free from the chains and the bondage of sin. Okay, 
All the newness of life is from God who brought us back to himself through what Christ did. Was it through what you did? No, through what Christ did and God has given us the task of reconciling people to him. This is actually my message finally getting to it. God has given us the task of reconciling people to him. For God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, no longer counting people's sins against them. Do you need to do that with someone? God has given you the task of reconciling people to him, no longer counting their sins against them. This is a wonderful message that he has given to us to tell others. We gotta live it first, right? No longer counting their sins against them, right? We are Christ's ambassadors, and God is using us to speak to you. And so we urge you, as though Christ himself were here pleading with you, be reconciled to God. That's what I want to talk to you today about, urging people to be reconciled to God urging them and we're just like I just don't really want to overstep his freedom his boundaries you know I don't want to like just infringe I don't think he probably don't want to hear it be led by the Holy Spirit and he will lead you to urge people to be reconciled to him amen So for God made Christ who never sinned to be the offering for our sin so that we could be made right with God through Christ. As God's partners, we beg you not to reject this marvelous message of God's great kindness. Have you ever begged anyone not to reject the gospel? Probably not because we're so American and everyone has their freedoms. They don't have the freedom to reject the truth because it's a great price of freedom for them to pay in all of eternity. So there's a boundary that we can just press past. Come on, be filled with the Holy Ghost. Be full of the Spirit. Don't go all dry and and, because then you're just going to preach hell and condemnation. That's what will stir, wind up because the devil can twist anything, right? But if you're full of the Holy Ghost and you go and you urge people, you plead with them not to reject the gospel of God's great kindness. For God says, at just the right time, I heard you. And on the day of salvation, I helped you. Indeed, God is ready to help you right now. Read that to somebody. God is ready to help you right now. Come on, we got to get so full of the Holy Ghost and then leave our house. Don't just stay in our little prayer closet, but get so full of the Holy Ghost and then go out and allow the Holy Spirit the opportunity. I see you in that. Come on, what, it, what did it say? God would want to help you with that right now. Can I pray with you? I'm like trying to figure out how to print up shirts or something. Just like, like there's this shirt I wanted. It's because I go to a kickboxing class and it says, I kickbox the devil. Do you need prayer? Because they'll see my shirt. Like we're all like this and we're partnering. I want someone to meet me in the locker room and be like, can I, can you pray with me? Can, can you help me? Come on, they're hungry, they're reaching, they're longing for salvation, freedom from their torment. And, and I love that. Today is your day of salvation. 
At this just the right time, I heard you. On the day of salvation, I helped you. Indeed, God is ready to help you right now. That's so good. That's such an invitation for us to go and to compel them, to urge them to not reject the gospel. Come on, you gotta fight for people. I've been in this office uh, just fighting for people who wouldn't fight for themselves, who didn't even see a harm in themselves. But I see the darkness, I see the chains, I can see the brokenness on you. God wants to free you right now. Will you accept this glorious gospel? There is power in the gospel to set them free. You don't have to set them free. They don't have to want the freedom. Come on. But when the word, the gospel, goes and is a seed in their heart, come on, there is literal power that will break that devil, that will break that life, the the destruction, the sin, the shame, the guilt, the inferiority, the torments of the enemy, the power of our Lord Jesus, the gospel of our Lord Jesus carries the power. You don't have to have the power to vacuum your floor. You just plug into it. Come on. And it'll just suck up every little thing you could see. You don't have to do that. Don't put that weight on yourself. Come on. And then we're like, just examining people. I, I just don't know. I'm not really, I mean, I know her background. I'm just not really sure how she could be free from. You don't have the power to save her. You don't have the power to get the dirt that's deep in. Come on, what's your point in just picking up the little uh, crumbs on the outside anyways? Because all the dirt is down in where you can't even see it. And the vacuum will just come and cleanse it. Come on. And the power of God, with the power of the Holy Spirit, with the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, has power to remove the sin, power to break the chains. Come on, but we gotta give him the opportunity. We gotta urge people not to reject the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, amen? But it starts where we started, with us realizing I'm in Christ. I walk in authority. I have confidence before my king. Yes, I'm a human. Yes, I may sin. Yes, I may fall, but I am in Christ. I've been given authority. I've been given righteousness and a right standing and I urge you to come and receive this gospel. Amen. Woo! We are speakers, proclaimers of the good news. I encourage you, write down Isaiah 61, that the spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon you because he appointed you to bring the good news. He appointed you. Say, he appointed me to bring the good news. Hallelujah. I love um, looking at the Christmas story. You know, the shepherds came, and what did they bring gifts and, and um, gold and frankincense? No, they didn't have anything. But what did they bring? They brought good news. They encouraged Mary. And the wise men, did they come and say good things to Mary and encourage her and strengthen her? No, they brought things. Everyone has a different gift. We've all been given different gifts, but were the shepherds more valuable than the wise men? Were the wise men more necessary than the shepherds? Certainly not. They wouldn't have both, uh, you know, been directed by God to be there to provide. Come on. 
but they had a gifting. And the shepherds didn't stand over there and say, oh gosh, I wish we had had some gold and some frankincense and myrrh. I wish we would have just had something for them. No, they came with confidence of their giftings because they knew that the spirit of the sovereign Lord was upon them, right? To declare what they had been commissioned to do. And the wise men weren't standing over there saying, oh, the shepherds, they really, they just had good stuff to say. They really encouraged Mary and I wish we could have done that. No, they brought their giftings and they were confident and they were, they were happy to be there to worship the king. And the devil has you so, not you, but us as a body, so bound up like, I just wish I could do this, or I wish I could do that, or, or I wanna do this, or I wish I had that to offer. Stop it. The little boy with his lunch, what he had, God multiplied. And what you've been given is what God needs from you. That's why he actually chose it. He's a master planner. Yeah. Come on, do you think you're a smarter planner than him? That you wish that you had had everything? And no, we are all a body. And we all are parts of that body. And we all have a necessary function. And when we use our spiritual giftings and we play that part, we lay out this foundation for people to receive the marvelous gospel of our Lord Jesus. Amen? Say, I have a part. I, have a part. I am not the show. Come on, that, that's a lie from the devil because we don't want to be the show anyways, but somehow we become inferior that we don't have the whole package. And we are a gifting. We're just a supply, right? We're, we're just the part that God, well, I'm not everything, you know, but I'm this. I'm not Pastor Joey, but I have this. I'm not Preston, but I have this to bring to the table. And you don't come in timid and embarrassed. I'm telling you, I bet the boy with the little lunch was like, oh, ho, ho, look what I got. I got, yes, I got something. I got something. Can you use this? He was happy. He was excited to bring what he did have. And half the battle is knowing what you have, being aware of it, being confident in that, and, and not allowing the devil to bring the lies and the deception. We have to be on guard, diligently guarding our heart that he cannot bring the torments, the lies, the deceptions. Okay, we were turning to Matthew 28, 18 through 20. Jesus says to the disciples, I have been given complete authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you and be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Okay, turn with me to Romans. This letter is from Paul, Jesus Christ's slave, chosen by God. Say, I've been chosen by God. To be an apostle and sent out to preach his good news. This good news was promised long ago by God through his prophets in the Holy Scriptures. It is the good news about his son Jesus. What's the good news? It's about his son Jesus, who came as a man, born into King David's royal family line, and Jesus Christ our Lord was shown to be the son of God when God powerfully, this is the gospel. Do y'all know what the gospel is? It's not the whole Bible, right? This is the gospel, what I'm reading right now. 
whenever he was powerfully raised from the dead by means of the Holy Spirit. Through Christ, God has given us the privilege and the authority to tell Gentiles everywhere what God has done for them, and so that they will believe and obey Him, bringing glory to His name. You could be a multiplier of the glory bring into God's name. Amen? Say, I want to bring glory to God's name. You should have a lot of people bringing glory to God's name because of your influence and because of your seed in their life, amen? So you are among those who have been called to belong to Jesus Christ. May grace and peace be yours from God our Father. So let me say this, first of all, Verse 8, your faith in God is becoming known throughout the world. How I thank God through Jesus Christ for each one of you. God knows how often I pray for you. Day and night, I bring you and your needs in prayer to God, whom I serve with all my heart by telling others the good news about his son. You should have a list of people who just seem impossible. You should have a list of their names that I'm daily Day and night, I'm praying for you that you will not reject this gospel, right? One of the things I always pray for is the opportunity, God willing, to come and to see you. For I long to visit you so that I can share spiritual blessings with you that will help you grow strong in the Lord. It's so good. I'm eager to encourage you in your faith, but I also want to be encouraged by yours. In this way, each of us will be a blessing to each other. I want you to know, dear brothers and sisters, that I planned many times to visit you, but I was prevented. Did you know that the devil is preventing you from sharing the gospel with people? You don't even know he's there. He's, his power, his secret is his, uh, his stealth, right? His ability to be in your life right in the midst of you without you even knowing it, right? For you to be convinced of something without you even knowing it. So, so pray and plead the blood of Jesus over the opportunity to share the gospel, to bring uh, a spiritual blessing to those who God has called you to help grow strong in the Lord. I want to work among you and to see good results just as I have done among the Gentiles. For I have a great sense of obligation this is a good scripture. Say, I have a great sense of obligation to the people in our culture and to people in other cultures, to the educated and the uneducated alike. So I'm eager to come to you in Rome to, to preach God's good news. And I am not ashamed. Say, I'm not ashamed of this good news. The, the fact that we have our American freedom can sometimes make us ashamed that we... I don't want to infringe, I don't want to press, I don't want to infringe upon them. My niece was telling me, there's this one girl at school, she's an Indian, and uh, actually it wasn't my niece, it was Claire, that we're not actually allowed to talk about God in front of her or the Bible or church or holidays. And um, it was just like, I'm like, I would slap that devil. I'll be like, uh-uh. I'm an American, and I'm going to use that freedom to proclaim the name of Jesus anytime I, it bubbles up in my heart, right? So I'm like, who told you that you can't talk about Jesus in her presence. That's all I want to know, because I'm going to go talk to him. Who told you? Because they're so protecting her freedom to stay away from God that you're infringing upon this freedom. No, we have a freedom, and you have a freedom to not be ashamed of the good news about Christ, for it is the power of God at work, saving everyone who believes. 
This is the good news. It tells us how God makes us right in his sight. This is accomplished from start to finish by faith, and it is through faith that a righteous person has life. Well, Father, we just thank you for um, just a challenge to be intentional, to be purposeful, to A, walk in our authority, and to be uh, just be deliverers of boldness proclaiming your gospel proclaiming the good news of our Lord Jesus Christ. And we thank you. Forgive us right now for any inferiority, any sin, any timidity uh, of sharing the good news. The, the, the same power that set us free, that we will be free to share that. And we thank you for it. Help us to walk in dominion. Holy Spirit, shed light on those areas where we are not walking in the authority of this gospel, that we are not allowing the power of this gospel to set us free completely and fully to be healed in whole uh, spirit, soul, and body. And teach us, Holy Spirit, how to compel people, how to urge people not to reject this precious gospel. And we thank you for it. We trust you for opportunity, Holy Spirit, to go and to be bearers of this light, to obey Jesus and, and to follow the great commission to, to go and to tell people and to make disciples so that they can grow and be strong in the things of the Lord. Forgive us for thinking about our for and no more. Forgive us for living inwardly in any measure in any way, shape, or form, but help us to extend uh, an arm. Help us to extend our supply so that others may receive this wonderful gospel. That everything that we extend now, those are so temporal. The time that we have is temporal. The finances that we extend is temporal. The emotions, the strength, the, whatever we extend, those are temporal. Oh, but we are investing them into an eternal supply, into an eternal uh, wait and we just thank you for that opportunity holy spirit we ask you to lead us and to guide us in this that we will be truly be fishers of men who hunger to reach people who hunger to follow and to be christians you said let the dead bury the dead just go and obey and follow in the way that he's called you to do without fear and shame, without an inferiority, but begin to rise up and develop and strengthen that gift, stir up the gift of God inside of you. Come on, praying in the Holy Ghost, allowing those things to flourish and to be cultivated and to come and bring a full fruit on this earth in this time in Jesus' name that we would bring glory, glory, glory to your name. Hallelujah. Thank you for it, Father. In Jesus' name, amen.